be advised that the content of this podcast is for mature audiences due to subject matter. You are listening to Romantic Truth with Josen, your host in Las Vegas. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. This episode is dedicated to dating the liar. Now, usually, men are associated with lying. Women will definitely say in their profiles, I don't want a liar. I want someone who's honest. Now, let's talk about the reason why men lie to women. And there are various reasons. One, of course, they don't want to hurt a woman's feelings. Two, they want to position themselves in the best light with a woman in general. Three, they don't want to be accountable at times. Four, they want to avoid confrontations or any kind of uh, verbal sparring. So they'll just lie and just say things things are okay, don't worry about them. Also, men lie in order to keep the perception of what a woman thinks of them long after they have started the relationship. So this is why some of you women may find that a guy lies to you later on after he's gotten comfortable with you. You catch him in a lie. Now the one thing that you have to realize, men are under a lot of pressure, and this is no qualifier excuse for them. But what they do, they feel as though they have to measure up to standards. And sadly, what happens with a lot of men, they may date a certain type of woman, and she may have these hypergamous standards that really don't make any sense. But he will go there and try to match her. And so if she turns him down, Unfortunately, what some of these guys do, they feel as though this is the only way I can get a woman. The only way I can get to her is to exaggerate my salary, exaggerate my title, exaggerate my influence. In other words, become larger than life. You know, they have this lizard in Australia. And when it's intimidated, what it will do, it will wrap on its two hind legs and it'll have these little fans that come out on the side of its face in order to scare an attacker off. Well, the problem is the animal is not that large. So it's trying to look bigger than it is in order to incite fear. Well, what men do sometimes, they will inflate their ego in order to impress a woman. Now, I know you ladies get tired of going through the lies to try to find a real man. You write in about that all the time. But here's the problem. It's actually created by other women who have superficial standards that prompt these men to go there. And sadly, a lot of these guys, they don't have the wherewithals. You can tell people are lying just by the amount of people that say that they are living large, doing well, when only 20% of the people in the United States that file taxes made over $100,000 last year. So we know that it's more of a fantasy than a reality. 
I talked about this in a previous podcast, breaking breaking down the numbers. So what this means is that these men have to project that they could have security for a woman, stability, they could be there. But here is the problem for many men. They can only hold that facade up for so long. Some of you ladies will notice that the guy that goes for you and try to go for the sex first, what does he usually do? He gives up quickly when you say no. Not always, but most guys do that. And the reason why they do that is because they know they can't hold the facade too long. They can't tell the lie too long. They can't remember the lie. And they also change it up. They exaggerate. They add on to it. They take from it. They deny things that they've said. And it gives you that Jedi mind trick effect where you're just like, wait a minute, you said this and you... Yeah. Now, there's another thing to keep in mind. A lot of you ladies will bypass the lie, which is a red flag, because you like the guy so much. You know, when I talk, talk about making exceptions to the rule and you lower your standards and your boundaries for people, like they're going behind a velvet rope, well, you'll let this person go behind a velvet rope with their lies, but a guy who's honest with you that you may not think is so handsome, or you may think, oh, he only makes you know 50K a year. This guy with me, he makes 100K. And that guy could be lying to you about that 100K, but you will favor him over the guy that's making 50K dishonest. So, I hate to say it, ladies, but when you reach for the stars like that, you deserve what you get. Because you have to realize you're complicit in his lie. And it doesn't take much to figure him out. A little research, a few searches, and you'll find out. Now, what are some of the things that people don't like for you to do? Don't like for you to go to their Facebook page and social media. Because, see, the person that's through and through, the person that presents themselves to you has a consistency on their social profiles. That means they have nothing to hide. But see, where people get it mixed up, especially fellas, they lie to too many women about too many things because they tell those short, quick lies in order to still be relevant to the woman. And then they constantly forget them. And this is where many women catch them. You have a girlfriend? No, I don't have a girlfriend. Well, who's that girl that you were with yesterday? Oh, that was just a friend. What kind of friend? Well, mm, just a friend, that's all. She's already caught you, but you're still trying to deny it. See, denying only works so long. It only works just for you to get away from a person when they found you out. That's all it is. A woman, actually, that is into you would have more respect for you if you told the truth. But, of course, the guys have to go through the old playbook. Now, We would only think of guys lying, but women lie too. But they lie in a different way. They lie by omission a lot. They lie by misrepresentation. So they may have this coach bag. They may have this nice clothing. They may have all these wonderful accoutrements. But the problem for many of them 
is that they may not have the lifestyle to go with their appearance, but they can demand it of another man and then fall on the laurels of, well, after all, you're supposed to be the man. You're supposed to be the one to take care of the dates and take care of the expenses. And a lot of people think that, well, that's a fair trade. She's giving you attention in exchange. You spend money on her. But here's the thing that we have to look at. We have to weigh the value of that attention. Are your dollars being spent wisely on the attention you're getting from a woman that's constantly raising the bar for things? In some cases, things she's never experienced or never had in her life, but she's demanding those things in order to see how far she could take her control. The worst thing to do is to meet a woman's demands when she asks for something rather expensive. But then when she gets it, she doesn't know what she has. An example, a lady wanted to go out to a nice restaurant in Los Angeles. I took her there. She couldn't read one item on the menu. She didn't understand why there were no prices beside it with a dollar sign. She had no clue about cloth napkins white tablecloth she didn't understand that at this particular restaurant they had a person a waiter that was assigned to your booth because they had a booth with drapes that person only served you the whole night no one else just the table and each had a particular person So it was very expensive. Gratuity was 75 bucks for this individual. Standard. Now, the whole time there, she was like she was in Disneyland. She had never been to a place like that before. And she was telling me how wonderful of an experience it was. And I said, well, what would you compare this to? She got quiet because she had nothing to compare it to, because she had never been in an environment like that, even though she demanded it. What I'm telling you folks is that sometimes it's best to say, hey, you know what, let's try this. I've never been here before, as opposed to that's a standard for me. You'll find out that works better, ladies. It will help you out a lot if you've never been in that environment. You know, the problem with Most men and women, they're trying to fake it before they make it. That's not the best strategy. Because you will be found out very quickly. And the sad thing is, the pitiful thing is, when somebody's been found out and their partner knows it, but they don't, that's really embarrassing. And they're still trying to go. Still trying to protect that insecurity. And this is why many people lie, is to protect those insecurities they have. Because they feel as though somebody will have too much control over them by knowing them. That's one of the reasons why I got ridiculed on my dating profile when I put down there that I had glaucoma, didn't drive. And the one lady got on my ass about that. Why do you tell people that? You shouldn't tell them that. Why not? I'm not here to fulfill their fantasy. I'm here to tell the truth about what I'm looking for and what I would like to have and what I bring to the table so they'll know up front. 
Why would I go and deceive someone to get a date? I'd rather for them not to go on a date with me and turn me down than to go on a date and then be miserable after they would find out. I said, now you have the luxury of lying to people. I said, I don't lie to people. I said, well, are those your real eyelashes? No. Is that your real hair? No. Are those your real fingernails? No. Are your lips that color? No. I said, well, that's a form of deception. I said, and see, that's the thing. I'd prefer being with a woman who is okay and good in her skin to be herself. Now, when me and this lady went on this date, after I told her that, she was in total disagreement with me. She said, well, men need to learn less about a woman anyway. And then she started giving me, you know, stuff talking about, well, you know, most of the guys that commit crimes against women, et cetera, et cetera. I said, well, yeah. I said, but there could be a woman that's mad at men that could do the same thing. I said, remember the Warnos lady down in Florida? How she killed all those men? She's like, yeah, but that's different. I said, well, it wasn't different for the men that got killed, was it? It was the same result, death. And of course, she tried to make the argument. But now, see, here's the problem. Deception on both sides, and that security team in the background barking, testing their vocal cords just in case a bird flies over. But here's the thing. Many of these folks will do this to camouflage an insecurity, to deflect from them, and we are accustomed to being deceived. Ask anyone how they're doing today. Watch how they tell you, I'm doing great. They're not telling you their problems because the way they feel about it, they know that the question you asked was not genuine. It was a courtesy. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. This guy could be evicted out of his house that day. You wouldn't know it. And so it's like a built-in safeguard. I could go and ask this person how I'm doing out of courtesy. But guess what? I don't have to listen to that person's complaints. I don't really want to know how they're doing. But we don't look at it that way. Now, the problem with lies is that you can tell the truth one time and tell a lie a thousand times in a thousand different ways. That's the problem. And the thing is, most people will forget what they've said. Now, here's the thing. Had I not journaled several years, well, more than several, multiple years of my dating experiences, there's no way in the hell I could remember all this from the top of my head. I had to thumb through the pages of it. Oh, I remember her. Oh, I remember this. Because the reason why I would do that is just to look for patterns of behavior. What am I doing wrong? How did that go? What happened? What was the postmortem on that? So if I ever encountered that person again, 
I would know what to look for. And usually, nothing would change. They just went through all of the people that turned them down and in fact, where they started from. Now, dating a chronic liar is a problem. I've dated a couple of those, or really more than a couple. I'd be lying there, because there was more than a couple that I've dated. There was one lady in particular, she couldn't tell the truth for five minutes. We had a date, I believe it was one Friday night, and I was going to pick her up. Everything was set. I get over there to the apartment, knock on the door. This lady in rollers answered the door wearing a smock. She's like, yeah, how can I help you? I said, well, I'm here to see the lady's name at the time. She says, oh, she doesn't live here. Well, she gave me this address to pick her up for a date. She said, oh, my gosh. She said, she's doing that shit again. And I was like, what do you mean, again? She said, she always uses my address whenever she's trying to cheat on her husband. She said, now, I go down the stairs, get into my car, guess who pulls up? Screeching tires and everything. Sorry, I'm late. Didn't go anywhere near the apartment. Went straight to my car. So where are we going? I said, we're not going anywhere. I said, first of all, you lied to me about living here. Second, you lied to me about your marital status. And what she asked me next was, what does that have to do with anything? She actually got mad because I didn't want to deal with her. And she and the lady arguing, the woman's upstairs, cussing her out, telling her, don't be using my damn address to get these guys over here. And I'm like, left them there arguing. You'll run into that. Because sometimes people are just out for their own gratification whenever they can get it. I told you about the lady that said she didn't like seafood. Took her down to Red Lobster in Torrance because that's where she wanted to go. I was going to take her to a steakhouse. She wanted to go to Red Lobster. Ordered a seafood platter and ate everything on the damn plate. Drinks and all. We driving back up to 405 and I said, thought you don't eat, eat, eat seafood. She said, I just, I'm allergic to salmon and tuna. And I'm like, lady, you ate something that was far deeper in the ocean than salmon and tuna. You had scallops, you had lobster, you had crab. Don't know what that was about. But the one thing, when I saw that cognitive dissonance, I said, nope, we're not doing that. Say one thing, do another. Not going to deal with it. Now, Usually people lie about their marital status, relationship status, and financial status. We'll talk about that in just a moment. All right, folks. Let's talk about how this starts. 
Men will usually start lying about financial status and marital status, job titles, those kind of things. Now, unfortunately, poor women will lie about the same. Not necessarily the marital status, but they will lie about their job title and the money they make. How many women fellows have you heard saying they were entrepreneurs? But they could never tell you a product they produced. They could never tell you an organization they're running. They'll never tell you about anything or a service they provide. They're just an entrepreneur. And that's the catch-all phrase to mean that I'm an independent woman. Or they may say something like, I'm independently wealthy. Now, here's the interesting thing. A lot of women don't realize guys bypass women that put that in their profiles for a reason. Because as men, we already know that means no job. And the women who have these businesses, guess what they do? They would just say something to the effect of business owner. And when you talk to them, they're more than likely going to tell you about the business they run. They're going to tell you about the product line they have. In other words, it's a time for them to shine because even if the relationship doesn't work out, guess what they can always do? Inform you of what they do. And maybe you guys may not be in a romantic situation, but he may patronize you or support you in some kind of way. Now, another thing. you'll hear a term called investor. Again, red flag. Red flag. Okay, you own properties. Okay, that's fine. But here's the thing. Men are not so concerned about what you do as much as Do you have a job to pay your own bills where you can make your own money for yourself? That's all that's required. But see, some women will use this as a status symbol. And so they'll look down on the guy that does have a job where she doesn't. Putting up there that she's an entrepreneur or independently wealthy. I've seen that title used a lot. I get those from those damn infomercials and those seminars. Real estate investor. And what they've actually done was bought into a Ritz or something like that, or bought into some property along with other people. Now, here's the thing being yourself is the best approach. If you're an entrepreneur, okay. But make sure you let that person know what you do, what your business is. And whatever you do, ladies, don't tell a man you quit your job to do what you're doing unless you got some financial security behind you, meaning that you can pay your own bills. The worst thing in the world a man will ever deal with is a woman who says she's an entrepreneur, and it's happened to me many times here in Vegas and in California, where they would say they're an entrepreneur, and that they were an investor, and yet they're going to sit around and ask you for money for light bills, car payments, hair, phone bill, those kind of things. 
You lose all credibility when you do that. And ladies, there are women that do that without any hesitation and will fall back on, well, you're the man, you should start taking care of me. Now, some of these women are upfront. They say, well, I only did a guy that could pay for my nails, my hair, my all this. I void them out completely. Some of you guys think you're going to get lucky. You pay for all those things so that you can come back and throw it in her face later. Don't do it. She's accustomed to that. They're used to having men do these things for them. And they're used to, used to the backlash that they get when they may not want to sleep with a guy or date him. They're comfortable using men. And they're comfortable with the repercussions from the usury. So they expect that you're not doing anything phenomenal or anything different from any other guy that she's used in the past. Now for you men, back in the day guys used to have business cards printed up. I only used the business cards that were issued to me from my company, from the companies I work for. I never once went out and tried to print something up and have it up because of one thing. If you don't have a business, then when I say that I'm talking about a concrete brick and mortar address, why do it? Now you could have business cards, you know, for them to contact you without a problem. Phone number, email address, you could have your handles for your social media, that kind of thing. That's cool. Or website or something like that. Now, if it's online, okay, that's fine. No problem there. But establishing that initially is the best thing. Some of you guys will go and talk about how you're doing all this great work. And you don't have a location. But if you say it's all on the web, that's different. Same thing for you ladies. If your business is on the web, if you are a person that deals with eBay or something, that's cool. Nothing's wrong with that. There's nothing, no shame in that. Buying clothes on eBay and then selling for a higher price somewhere else. Nothing's wrong with that. People do it all the time. But here's the thing I'm getting at. Have something to show for your efforts, not just the gap, not just the talk. This gets men in trouble a lot. I told you one night we were out at the club friend of mine was getting ready to go and talk to this fine-ass lady. And this was back when you could smoke in the clubs. And she was smoking on this cigarette, and he's thinking, oh, man, I'm going to talk to her. But he was Mr. Business Card Man. He handed them out to everybody. But he did, like, 50 different things on the business card, front and back, from lawn mowing to tax services and all this. And I told him, man, you're not good at none of that shit. And, you know, but they don't know that. Which he wasn't. And so what he chose to do was step to this lady. The lady was looking at him as if he was a specimen in a petri dish because of the way he presented himself. He went on and sat down beside her, even though she didn't ask him to come over and join her. He didn't ask to join her. So he sat down, turned the table, chair towards her, and just started trying to whisper in her ear, and she was leaning away from him. And so... He introduced himself finally. 
She didn't shake his hand. She just looked at him and left his hand hanging there. So he pulls out his business card and he gives it to her. And I will never forget it because it was on this special paper that he had that was real soft. It looked like uh, that torn type of uh, paper that's real soft, fine paper. He spent some money on it. She took that cigarette put it right in the center of that thing and put it in an ashtray and we just watched it burn from the center all the way out. And everybody that was in earshot and saw it cracked the hell up. That was the coldest disc I ever saw in my life. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, damn. I mean, when a woman burns, mm, he was embarrassed, he got up and left. She was the first and only person I ever saw to do that. And these women were giving her high fives and shit, and I was like, damn. That was tough. Now, here's the thing. Guys lie in order to meet the expectations and make them for you, ladies. So when you're chatting online and then you go to meet them, they build themselves up. Now, here's the catch. If a guy has lied to you a lot, and some of you ladies lie and join him in the lie going up, there's a plateau that you reach. And at this point, two things are going to happen. Either it's going to level off, or it's going to drop off. Just like a graph. He peaks the lie online. You meet him in person. Now he's making excuses for everything that he told you in order to kind of level it off. And you ladies are sitting there to see, okay, how far is he going to drop or is he going to crash? And that's where the problem comes in for many of you. Because you're sitting there, you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he's not gaining altitude on everything he's saying. And you're like, oh, so... You're not the principal of the school. You're the janitor. Okay, so you don't make sixty-five thousand a year. You're at twenty-five thousand. All right, and you still live with your mom. Okay, and you don't have a car. Okay, and you see how it delineates as he divulges the truth, because he realizes now. Okay, I faked it to get the date. Now I gotta come clean. Don't do that, guys. Don't do that. And some of you would try to keep that facade up and try to level it off. And you start living vicariously through credit cards and overtime and borrowing money. When you're at that point to keep a woman, your ass is in trouble. Way past trouble. It's best to keep everything within perspective. Because in that way... She has confidence in you when you tell the truth. That's where women lose their confidence in you is when you start lying. Because women have a very good memory. And they'll bring things back to you. And you're going to have to figure it out. That's the reason why I don't cheat. Because I know good and well I would tell a lie and wouldn't be able to remember it and would start laughing about it. Because to me, lies are stupid. I tried to cheat on a lady one time. I told you this story. I tried to cheat on her one time. 
And I actually told her what my intentions were and how I was planning on do it, doing it. And she started laughing and we were laughing and she said, no, you, you, you don't need that. She said, honey, you don't need it. You can't even cheat on me. You have to come tell me that you're going to cheat on me first. You can't even do that right. She said, so you just, just stay in the amateur leagues. And she was right. But I had some friends that could do that shit and man, poof, mm. They sit there and lie to five women at one time sometimes. Meet one woman on one side of the club, tell her one thing, meet another one on the other side of the club, tell her another, meet one at the bar, tell her something else, meet another one outside the ladies' room, tell her another lie, meet another woman on the dance floor, tell her a lie. And you see him going from woman to woman to woman. Man, I got five numbers tonight. Well, okay. You tell them the truth. And you know I ain't going to tell these women the truth. This guy had a woman at home taking care of him, paying his bills. And he's out there mingling. Now, income is one thing men lie about. Job title is another. And marital status. This is where many of you ladies catch them on. When you ask the man, so you got a girl? Huh? If he answers like that, he has one. You caught him off guard. Now, a lady I met one time did something very clever. We sat down. She asked me, she said, so what's your girlfriend's name? I said, what girlfriend? She said, oh, I just assumed you had a girlfriend. But what she was trying to do was trip me up. I didn't have a girlfriend at the time. But most guys would have probably answered that and then thought about it later. Those inappropriate questions where a person's not thinking, <laughs> you'd be surprised how you can get the truth sometimes. I remember this one lady came over to me, didn't have a wedding band on, but I could tell that there was a ring on her finger because of the discoloration. And she asked me, she was like, so, are you married? I said, no, I'm single. She says, I'm single too. I said, you recently got divorced? She was like, no, why you say that? I said, well, you're still married, judging from that shadow on your finger there. Oh, uh, that's, that's, that's just a ring that I used to wear all the time. I'm saying to myself, you smell married. You even wear married woman's uh, perfume. Because there's some women that you could actually see and know that they're married. It just resonates from them. And there are others that you can't tell. Now, another thing fellas women will lie about, their birthdays, especially in a nightclub. There was this group of women that used to go out to different clubs. And I'd be damned. If this woman had these many birthdays, she'd be a hundred and something years old. But that's what she and her girlfriends used to do to get guys to buy them free drinks and stuff and to get comped on things. So I'm at one club, it was her birthday. A week later, sorry, at another club, it was still her birthday. And some of them will try to prolong their birthday. So like, for instance, their birthday is September 4th. Well, they want to celebrate the whole month and say, it's my birthday the whole month. Well, okay, well, if you celebrate it that way, that's on you. 
Now, another thing that they will lie about. Where they live. It's not uncommon for these women, and it's a safety and precautionary measure sometimes, to have you drop them off at a girlfriend's house. Most often, they're not living there. They may be living with a guy. Just like I got rules on that deal with that woman who was married. And so therefore, you're in this situation where you are kind of caught between a rock and a hard place if you land on the wrong rock. In other words, if you go and drop her off at a girlfriend's house and a man's there, for instance, looking for her, girlfriend's tired of lying for her, you got a problem. And the problem is getting her out of your car. If she gets out of your car, that's on her. Some of them will do that. And again, you're dealing with people that are emotionally unavailable. Oh, she may be physically available, but she'd want to have sex because she hadn't been with somebody different in a long time and she's mad at a man. But you won't get her emotions as far as her love. It's not there. And you got to think about it. If she couldn't commit to a man that she's living with, how do you make you think she can commit to you? Now, other things. She may tell her husband or man that she's going out with a girlfriend, tell you to pick her up at a corner or at a liquor store or something like that. Don't do that shit. Don't do that. Because you don't know who's following her, who's watching her. Just don't do it. I'll never forget one time, myself, Monica, Gina, and who else was with us? I think Chris and Sharon was with us along with another couple that was a friend of theirs. And this guy that Sharon knew years ago, they went to school together. He came over and, you know, introduced himself to everybody and Sharon introduced him. And basically he was one of these dudes that didn't know much in college and she kind of helped him out a little bit. But it was no kind of relationship or nothing like that. But the crazy thing was, he pulled up a chair, sat over there with us at the table. We're eating and laughing and talking and everything. And so this lady walks up to him, and she's polite and speaks to us. She says, "Uh, can I speak to you for a minute, talking to him? And they're over talking to each other. And she's got her finger pointed in his face. And she is yelling at him, stomping her foot. And people are looking, and then she walked away. And he shook his head, and he came back over to the table. And we were teasing him, like, oh, man, you got woman problems, blah, 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 blah. He was like, man, I don't want to talk about it. It's nothing serious. You're just crazy. Well, we thought that was the end of it. I say about 30 minutes later, Lady comes back and she has another lady with her. They're giving him the riot act. I mean, they are in his ass. We're not knowing what's going on. Monica's mortified. Gina's mortified. We're all just looking like, damn, 
what he did, he took this one lady out, the first one that came in, told her that he was leaving town. It just so happened she was driving by and saw his car out front. And he had a unique car. It was one of those BMWs, the uh, M series with the uh, different colors, the red, blue, and whatever the other color is on the striping. And she had already coordinated with the other lady that he was seeing. They had already worked on how they were going to deal with him. Apparently, she went and called old girl. She came over there and they confronted him. And he was trying to walk away and they were on his ass. But see, this is what happens. You can't get away with a lie very long. It's gonna, it's, it walks, it doesn't run. You run when you tell it. But see, the truth walks slowly and it gradually catches up with you. So it's best, the best policy is not to lie to these women, just tell them the truth. And for you ladies, not to lie to men, because a lot of you get men in all kind of fucked up situations. And by omission too, like the woman that didn't tell me that she and her ex were still having problems. Even though she told me everything was over, she told me the emotional side of it, but she didn't tell me his side of it. We walk out of the damn restaurant and he peels out from across the street in his car. She said, oh my God, that's my ex. Huh. She didn't have to give me no more lessons. I learned you're toxic. I'm gonna stay away from you. Ladies, please tell the guy you're going out with if you have a crazy ex, and fellas, do the same with the women. Now, another lie that men tell about their residency, where they live. Or residence, I should say. Residency is with the doctors that are during their time in the hospital. What I mean is this. I mean to work, not to be in there. What I mean is this. There are men out there who will tell a woman, hey, you know, you need to come to my place when they just meet them to impress them. They may have four or five roommates there and they might be all on vacation or gone somewhere and he has a place to himself. So he's going to hide some of the roommate stuff and act like it's his pet. Brings her over and she's impressed. The swimming pool, the nice cars. Oh, she's loving it. And he feels as though he's got brownie points. Now he has to figure out how he's going to keep that narrative going. Because he's not going to have access to that place like that all the time. So he makes up excuses as to why she can't come over. Because she enjoyed the experience of being there. And so what happens, he'll say, well, you know, we'll go to a motel, etc., etc. And that'll work for a moment. And then she's going to start getting suspicious. And when she starts doing the drive-bys to really see what's happening, she has a clear understanding of what's going on. She's not going to want to talk to you because you lied to her. You don't have to jump over that hurdle. Tell her the truth. Hey, I have roommates. 
because a lot of guys are afraid that they're going to miss out on that girl. She's not the only woman in the world. If she doesn't like your arrangement, you move on and find someone who does. Don't sit there and just get all bent out of shape because of a situation like that. You don't have to. And the one thing I would tell you is to not be desperate because when you're desperate, you'll start lying. Now, who else do men lie to? They lie to women that they want to have affairs with. Women do it too. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Usually when a, li- a guy lies to a woman while he's in a relationship, it's going to be an impromptu, temporary lie. It's not going to be something that's sustainable. It's going to be something to get as quickly to her as possible so he can sleep with her. He's not going to have any details. He's just going to go in it. And he's going in it for a reason, to get in and out. Now, Here's the thing that you have to understand, too. There are some people, and detectives are very good with this. When they get caught, they get pulled into the police station. The guy that's guilty, he's going to overdo the details on things. Until he gets to a point where he's going to tell a lie because he's going to tell something that is not there because he's trying to embellish so badly. And you'll have guys who lie to women who do that. Trying to convince them. Trying to convince them. Or they could just tell the truth and be done with it. Now, the thing is, is that with their women, the woman that's the mainstay, the main lady that's at home, the woman who's really keeping everything going, he's going to lie to her, but he has to be careful with his lies with her. Now with the woman that he's trying to pursue, oh, he'll lie to her all day, tell her lies that she could very well figure out, but she's going to be entertained and amused by him. Because the only thing he wants to do is to try to see if there's a possibility he could sleep with her. He doesn't plan on staying with her. So ladies, when a guy tells you she means nothing to him, usually he's telling the truth, even though you're thinking he's lying. Because he's given her a fruitless lie compared to the lie he told you. He had to orchestrate that with you. Because he knows that if he lies to you and get caught, the penalty is more severe than it would be with the other woman. The other woman, he really didn't know her that well, so he could jettison her. Now, another reason why guys when they do lie and get caught by their woman, will deny the other woman or deny the situation or try to turn it on you to make you the blame or the reason why they cheated, has more to do with them trying to get past it and get to a point where they could say, well, I want to be with you. And, you know, the guy kisses up to you and wants to be with you because here's the thing. His self-esteem is so low that he cheated on you, went for another woman, and now he's begging you to stay because if he loses you, he has nothing. 
But then again, he took you for granted. That's the reason why he lied to you. And you have to take that into consideration too. Now you ladies, when you cheat on your man, your lies are more orchestrated. They're more believable. Because you have alibis, you have witnesses, you have people to cover you. Sometimes you have timestamps and all kind of shit. Well, some of you are real slick. You make it a point to go to a convenience store to make sure that you're seen on that camera. Just in case something goes left. Women are very sophisticated because it takes them longer to cheat usually. And when they do, they plan it out. And they're usually paranoid when they first start out. And then after they have been accustomed to it, it kind of goes like clockwork. I've talked to a many women who's cheated on their husband. And they would tell me all kind of tricks of the trade. The one lady that told me this, she was like, what I did when I first cheated on my husband, I made sure I went to a convenience store where they had me on videotape at a certain time to make sure <coughs> that just in case something were to happen on that date, because she was just meeting the guy for the first time, that it would look like she was going through the normal order of things. See, the problem with men, when they cheat, they're opportunists. They'll break a routine to cheat. Women won't. They will usually keep it within a perspective so he wouldn't notice. There have been many women I've spoken to that said, you know, if my husband knew I cheated on him so many years, he'd probably shoot me. Because they have the game down packed so well. Because women are more sociable, they work together. As men, we don't do that. We don't have that connection. My friends will go out and be with another woman. His wife's calling me up, scolding me about him. So where did you guys go? I haven't gone nowhere. I've been right here watching television. He said that you guys were at the bar. I'm not at no damn bar. I'm at home. Huh. So he used your escape guy. I guess he did. He didn't call me and tell me anything. And then you'd have these friends that would try to go and preempt you by telling you what to say if the wife calls. And I'd always ask him, now what if she has to speak to you? I'm not here. Well, that don't make any sense. She's expecting you to be here and then I tell her you're not here, then what? I'll handle it from there, but she ain't going to ask that question. Hmm. I ain't lying to a man's wife. Because if something were to go down, something were to happen to him, and I was covering for him, how would that look? Very suspect. I was reading about a guy one time that went and cheated on his wife and his homeboy was supposed to be covering for him. He got with this lady and she wanted him to leave his wife for her. This is the first time they got together. She had slept with him and everything. Well, he thought it was going to be a situation where he was just going to go get him a little bit and then go back to his wife. 
He didn't expect the switchblade to be in his back when he turned his back towards the door to walk out. He winds up in the yard, and he's got a lot of explaining to his wife to do. They locked the woman up, and that's how she found out when the police came in asking what happened about the affair. You don't want to wind up like that. The woman that had the car accident who was cheating on her husband. She's in the passenger seat out with this other man. They had a head-on collision. She got killed. And that man had to take the burden of that shit to his grave. Husband wanted to sue him for everything under the sun. And you have to be also careful because if you sleep with someone who's married, and I told you this before, you're going to have to watch out that emotional abandonment. Somebody take you to civil court on that and get a judgment, you fucked. Can't file bankruptcy on that. Not a civil judgment. You could appeal it. So that's the reason why you want to keep your powder dry. Now, other things that we have to come to grips with. With a liar that's cheating, they're usually going to tell a larger lie to the person they're cheating with than the one that they're dating, the one that they're with. And the reason being, it's about a level of believability based on the person being a stranger compared to someone who knows them. So he can go and paint the prettiest picture with this woman. And she's all smiles and giggles. But he's going to try to get with her before it gets to the point where she's going to ask for a commitment, before it gets to the point of her start asking more pointed questions about him and his life. He's just trying to make a big splash quickly. Again, he wants to rent the Ferrari. He doesn't want to own it. He will still stick with the Ford Taurus that he's dating. But he just wants to test ride a Ferrari. Even the dogs agree. And that's what you deal with. But now, there's another aspect of this. When you as the friend are lied to and lied on, like the woman did the lie about telling me she was going down to Coachella for the music festival that Friday. I couldn't go there Friday because I had to work. I was going to be down there this Saturday. And her girlfriend calls me and let me know that she had already, she wasn't paying for the tickets. Girl wasn't coming down. Which meant that she had tickets that she had purchased and we couldn't use them. But it put her friend out there for the money for those tickets. Ladies, you will have to watch this because some of your girlfriends, they're snakes. You may love them. You may think they're cool. But you got to watch them. Or it may be a uh, situation where rumors are starting. That's even worse than anything else. Because when 
you're dealing with a person who starts rumors, you are dealing with something very volatile and dangerous. And if you're a man and your woman is spreading rumors around and she's always hemmed up by a bunch of women about something she said that she couldn't verify or that's not true, you're going to get tired of defending her ass. You're going to get tired of standing there trying to calm things over. That's not your job. You got to let her fall on her own knife. And you wonder why she was single and why she was fine as hell. Well, there's a good reason. She's got that flaw. Now, again, not looking for perfection, but what people like to do is to lower the bar for decency. And everybody have different levels of standards and boundaries. You will have some friends that will lie to you and tell you that they saw your partner with so-and-so. Like this one blabbermouth girlfriend that I had that was a, well, her girlfriend was a blabbermouth telling lies. I was on the phone with my girl that night. The very time frame she said that I was supposed to be out with this other woman. And this is what she told her girlfriend. And my girlfriend at the time was trying to, she was like, let me just talk to her and make sure she had the right timeline together. Because it was around 8.30 or something when we were talking on the phone. We talked until about 12 that night. And apparently she claimed that I was out with the woman at 9 o'clock that night. And she saw her and all of this stuff and describing all the details and everything. And she cracked me up. She says, uh, she's trying to tell me that you're out at a nightclub right now with another woman. And you're here talking to me on the phone. I don't hear any music in the background. I hear the TV, so I know you're at home. I said, yeah. I said, you got a shit start as a friend. She said, yeah. She said, I'll take care of it. Broke off the friendship. People will do this because, see, some people get a joy out of lying. It's like a euphoria they have. They get a rush out of doing it, deceiving people. It's a disorder. A chronic liar, liar has a disorder. And they get so pitiful about it that they'll tell lies on the most trivial and innocent things. Nothing difficult, nothing complex. And you sit there and you ask yourself, why are you doing this? Some people will lie in order to save face. I'll never forget. I went out, met a lady. It was our first date. And after the date, it was cordial. Wasn't nothing special, nothing significant. We had some chemistry, but we realized that we weren't really on the same page. And she got her car from the valet. And she made it about halfway down the street. And then the car was over to the side of the road. She put the flashers on. And I drove up beside her and asked her what was going on. She said, oh, nothing. Uh, I'm going to call AAA. And I said, I'll wait here with you till they come. No, that's all right. You go home. You go home. She had run out of gas. She started crying. And then she told me what was going on. 
I say, hell, if you would have told me that, we could have stopped at the gas station before you showed up at the date. You should have told me I could have met you at the gas station and gave you some gas. So I called up AAA, and you know how much they charge. It was $10 for a gallon of gas. They had to come out. They put that in. We got it to the gas station. I filled her up. But if she would have told me, but her pride was in the way. And then, as we talked a little bit more, there were other things that were delinquent. Light bill, phone bill, gas bill, all these things. But what her problem was, it was not that... Her problem was her priorities were mixed up. Because she thought that it would be better to try to maintain a lifestyle that she had when she was married. And she really couldn't afford when she was single. And what was happening, everything was coming past due. And this woman had thousands upon thousands of dollars in debt, lived off credit cards, had them up to the limit, couldn't do anything. But she tried to maintain that lifestyle because she came from poverty. And she was exposed to a nicer lifestyle with her husband. She couldn't get along with him because he abused her. And so she petitioned for divorce. But she thought she couldn't make it with what she had. And I'm sure he probably deliberately left her the house because he knew she couldn't afford it. And eventually she lost the house, the car, and a lot of other things. And it happened. But I had to make a decision at that point. Was I going to go in and just shoulder all of that? Mm, I thought about it. But I said, no, I'm just meeting her on this. I'll show her dignity and let her get herself together. It was too much of a risk for me to take. And I asked myself one question. What if the roles were reversed? She wouldn't have extended it out for me, I know. Just had to go that way with it. So you got to make your judgment on things. And fellas, quit spending money to try to impress women. A woman should be satisfied with who you are. If you have to spend money, what you're doing is you're starting a bad habit you're encouraging her to manipulate you. Women already know this because guess what many women don't lead with? They don't lead with the possibility of sex. And the reason why they don't do that is because they know if they do, what's going to happen to that guy? That's all he's going to want her for. So she already knows. She's educated herself on that. More in a moment. Now, as I said before, women will lie to protect a guy's feelings. Fellas, if she says, I got to go find myself, there's a good possibility she's not into you. That's a polite way of telling you thanks, but no thanks. I think we should see other people means that 
I'm going to see other people. You need to also. If it's a situation and you receive the thing, well, you know, I'm going to just go and focus on my family, focus on my kids. She's telling you you're not the one, especially not the one to be around her children. She might have found an interest in you sexually, but she doesn't see you anything more than that. She doesn't see you as a, a guy that would come in and take on the responsibilities like a husband would or a boyfriend. So therefore, she'll cut it off. And it's not uncommon for women to lie to you after they got their sexual gratification from you. So they might have sex with you and then ghost you. No closure, no nothing. You just get ghosted. Guys do this to women a lot too. And usually it has to do with something in that person that didn't measure up to their standards of what they would desire and they are leaving. And they feel as though they're justified by not really giving you an explanation or giving you closure just to go. And the uh, resounding uh, echo is, oh, they'll get over it. They'll get over it. Other things that may come about that we need to really look at as well with this. Women will try to console you. Take for instance you're having sex with her and you only have a three and a half inch penis. Your ball sack is bigger than your dick. If she's into you and really loves you, she's never going to make mention of it. Even if she's <coughs> excuse me, even if she's not satisfied. Oh, that one sneezed out. Even if it's not satisfying for her. Because the one thing that she wants to do is to not hurt your feelings. And women will lie before that happens. Mommy, I only hit the ball one time. I struck out three times on the baseball field. Honey, that's okay. You'll do better next time. And as men, we'll say, no, the fuck he won't unless he practices. But mom is the nurturer. We do that sometimes in order to protect people's feelings. I'll never forget one time I was on a date with a lady, had the sunroof open. Ah, it was nice. We're going down Santa Monica Boulevard, headed to the beach. I got the stereo blasting. And she said, honey, I want you to cut down the radio for a minute. So I cut it down. She leaned towards the passenger door, held one cheek up and farted, and that thing had bass. And it was one of them farts that like a solo, you didn't know when it was going to end. And she's looking at me, I'm looking at her. And she started laughing. I laughed too. And I told her, I said, you know, we're going to have to get, you know, going because mm, that odor was going to catch up with us. Let down all the windows and I was hauling ass. Trying to get away from that phone. But even though it was, of course, unbecoming a woman. She was kind of nervous after doing it because she was testing me to see whether or not. And I told her, I said, well, it happens. But I didn't make it offend me. It didn't because I blew her ass out the car after we went to dinner. But the thing is, you know, it happens sometimes where 
a person may do something and you may, you know, figure out a way of forgiving them. I wasn't offended though, because I was going to fart. I tried to do the silent. Have you ever did a silent fart and it came out loud and everybody's looking at you? It's like, damn, got to cut down the audio a little bit more next time. It happens. Other things that we kind of omit or not really make too much of a fuss about, you have somebody who is holding on feelings. And you could tell that they have something that they want to express or say. But they tell you, oh, nothing's wrong. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And you know they're lying. And you know if you push them for it, they're not going to tell you. They're just going to get angry with you. And it could very well be something that they've done. That they're embarrassed about. And again, it's omission. Because you're not opening up to your partner, someone that you're supposed to be able to trust. Keeping those feelings and emotions to yourself, both men and women do that. It's not the best thing. Because you're disingenuous and you're doing a disservice to the relationship. And we have to be mindful of that. Other things that women will definitely work on. Now, guys, most often women will be the ambassadors for your relationship. In other words, take for instance, you fuck up and get drunk at somebody's party. Guess who's going to be the nice person to keep the relationship brand going? More than likely, she will. Yeah, you know, Bill had a rough week, and uh, yeah, he's dealing with some issues, and we'll see you guys later, because right now he's not at his best. And then when you get Bill to the car, you hemming his ass up. Damage control is what a lot of women wind up doing with boyfriends that drink too much, guys that say the wrong thing inappropriately, and they get tired of cleaning up your messes. They do. I have one friend of mine who was still in service down in Oceanside, and he was married to this lady. And I felt so sorry for him in a way because he would have to go off base and go and try to find his girlfriend. And she was always either in somebody's apartment, their car, somebody's nightclub. He loved her. But the thing was, she didn't love him. She loved attention more. And it was sad to hear him say, you know, I don't even ask her where she's going now. I just go around to different places I know she goes to and just try to pick her up and hopefully she's not too drunk to come home. And it was sad. And she wound up divorcing him before he got out of service. Told him he was boring. But he was a good guy. He just fell in love with a woman that didn't really give a damn about herself. And she'd lie to him and tell him, oh, I'm here, I'm there. Well, we rotated overseas for six months. 
I'll never forget that. She wrote him all these love letters and sent him all these photos and had her perfume on the letters and he was happy as a lamb when he was overseas. We get back home to the States. It was as if he didn't exist. It was really sad. The rest of the guys' wives and girlfriends coming up to hug him. And she just came up there, looked at him and got his hand. They just walked onto the car. It was really, it was really something else. All that enthusiasm, gone. But it happens. It happens with people. When you give someone, you never know what's associated with them. You never know what idiosyncrasies or problems that they're dealing with. But the chronic liar, you'll be able to pick them out right off the bat. The reason being, they can't help themselves. They have to. And the more you forgive them, the more you enable them. The more you stay with them, the more you enable them. You could try to go to counseling. I guarantee you, you'll probably lie in counseling or she'll probably lie in counseling also. Because the thing is, with a the lie, they don't have to be accountable. They don't have to be responsible. They could just go tell her to move on. And not really worry about the lives that are impacted by that. Now, the worst kind of liar you could ever get is one who tells lies on other people, including you. These folks have a serious issue. Because they don't want to be the person that's responsible for whatever happens. They do this as a form of entertainment to sit back and watch the show. Shit starters. That's what these people are. And these people are very dangerous. Because they lie to the wrong person about someone else. Depending on how severe it is, that other person may not take too kindly to it and it may cause some issues. Guys, be careful of the scorned women who obsess about their exes because some of them will set you up in a situation of confrontation. She may go see the ex somewhere, start an argument with him, come back to you and say, oh, he slapped me or he hit me or he did this. And then you get over there and before you know it, you're in an altercation with him and come to find out he didn't do anything to her. So you're going to have to feel that out. Because, see, people who seek control and manipulation, they also are great liars. That's one of the keys for them. Because as they do this, they get better at it. There was another lady that I dated that I picked up right off the bat that she was a liar. And I knew she was because she had lied about several things. And this one particular evening, we were going up to Tower Records. I'll never forget it. She wanted to get this 
so I forgot who it was. It was by Taylor Dane, Tell It To My Heart. And um, we got there to get the song. And she's going through. And after we went on and purchased the uh, cassette, got to the car, and she put it in. We were listening to it as we were driving. She gets back to her apartment and lies to her girlfriend and said, we were in Tower Records and Taylor Dane was in there. And yeah, she and I took some pictures together and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this. And I'm saying to myself, we just went and bought a damn cassette player. There's no damn celebrities in there. We just went and bought a cassette. It's just a regular cassette. And I'm sitting there. And I'm just hearing her just lie to this girl. And she's like, oh, girl, you know. But they lived out of state. So, naturally, she's trying to pump up that image of, you know, her being on the one in California. This is another thing that a lot of people are lied to about. You know, that relative that may be out in California somewhere talking about how good things are and how fancy and flashy things are? Let me tell you, a lot of them are exaggerating, some of them straight out lying. Just keep that in mind. And I got a question for you. If you're in a situation like I was that night, listen to her lie to her relatives like that. And her, I mean not relatives, but her uh, girlfriend. I want you to think about it for a moment. Just as easy it was for her to lie to somebody that she had known for years think about how easy it was for her to lie to me and I've only known her for a few weeks and here's how we broke up she told me oh me and my girlfriends are going to San Diego for the weekend okay fine so I'm thinking she and her girlfriends are going to San Diego. And I'm like, hmm. Sounds good to me. I was just going to kick it at the house that weekend. Butch called me up. A friend of mine, Butch, called me up. He said, man, your girl's over here at the club. Well, really, I thought she was in San Diego. Now nah, she danced with some other dude. Well, no problem. I don't have any equity in her. I don't have a ring on her finger. Yeah, I just thought I'd let you know. Okay, cool. That was all I needed. Because it's very hard to tell a lie and keep it going. The one thing to remember about a chronic liar, if nothing else, they can't help themselves. They have to keep doing it. And you'll be in a relationship with them, and they will constantly give you that Jedi mind trick, tell you something that they told you before and then backtrack and say they never said that. So you're dealing with the double lie. They lied to you about something and then they lied to you that they didn't tell you that they told you. It's too much. It is too much. The common lie that I used to always hear from women. Oh, this is my first time at the club, even though you've seen them there before. (laughs) 
that used to have me on the floor laughing all the time. Oh, this is my first time here. Oh, your first time here. You just happen to know where the bar is, where the ladies' room is. Well, you know, all these clubs are laid out the same. No, they're not. Mm -mm. But that's the perception they would like to project. One moment. Now, in conclusion, in closing, please remember one thing. These people will lie to anyone. The police, a judge, you, your mother, your brother, your cousin, all the way down the line. Because they get a thrill out of it. It makes them feel special. It makes them still feel validated in some kind of way. And this includes deception, this includes omission, this includes a straight-out lie, this includes also what we didn't cover, the half-truth. This is when people will only tell a portion of the truth, but leave the thing that's most embarrassing to them out of it. You know how kids used to say, well, uh, Mark and Robbie were throwing rocks. Well, did you throw a rock? I just picked it up and held it in my hand and looked at it. Did you throw the rocks with Robbie? Not really. Well, how do you not really throw a rock? Well, I picked it up like I was going to throw it, but I didn't release it. You didn't release it. So why didn't you release it? I thought I'd get in trouble. Hmm. So... We now know you said first you didn't throw anything. Now you put the rock up in your head where you were going to throw it. So you didn't release it. Well, I released it against the window pane, but it wasn't really throwing it at the window pane. This is the kind of juvenile shit that people will tell out there. They will tell you something, but not tell you the full deal. Women are known for this. Men will do it in order to protect a woman, sometimes. They'll do it in other cases when they want to do something that's not ethical. Ladies, you know when uh, you might have a boyfriend, you don't really know what he does for a living, he tells you, oh, I'm a banker, I'm this or that. And you believe him because he has the money to match the lifestyle. But the whole time, he might be a drug dealer. He might be doing all kind of illegal stuff. And he's very private about his resources and about everything. I'm telling you, when you have a non-inclusive individual like that, there's a good possibility. You may be co-signing on to something you have no knowledge about and no idea what's going on. Haven't you ever noticed when these guys get busted for, you know, stealing money from banks and all these other things the wife is always left out of the loop she doesn't know anything but she still gets harassed by the police just like anybody else thinking that you know she's probably in on it as an accomplice you have to watch that because guys will lie to you about how they're making it they will lie to you about the circumstances of the situation you can be in a nice home driving a nice car 
And he could have not paid the mortgage for nine months. You don't know. He may be out there robbing Peter to pay Paul. He could be going out there getting credit cards. Ladies, you can go out there and get credit cards and run them up and then try to beat them before they get to the mailbox. Purchasing clothes and shoes. Knowing that you've gone outside of the budget and you stage them over your girlfriend's house, then you slip them in your closet and try to act like it was part of your ensemble. Like, oh, this old thing, I've had this for years. But it looks mighty new to me. Oh, well, I just haven't worn it that much. If you're doing that, you're not being fair to your partner or to yourself. So you have to be straight up. I'll never forget, I went out with a lady one time and she lived out on Wilshire in LA. And it was, she was in these uh, condos. And she kept telling me, one day I'm gonna invite you over to my place. Okay, fine, but usually we'd wind up going to a restaurant and that was it. We weren't intimate or anything because we were just starting out. Well, one day, she needed for me to give her a ride somewhere because her car had broken down. So I came over, gave her a ride. She was going to this, uh, some kind of meeting with some uh, sorority organization at the time. And so I went to pick her up. She wasn't ready. And she made the mistake of telling me to just come on upstairs. So, cut the car off, went upstairs. I was mortified when I got to that front door. This woman, who was so professional, so well put together, was a hoarder. I mean, in the literal sense. There was just one path that I could go through. She had one seat open on the couch kitchen table, dining room table, full of bags of stuff from the 99 cent store, from Neiman Marcus, you name the store. She had a shopping hat, all the stuff was brand new. I mean, stacked up to the roof in some places. Boxes of shoes, just stacked. And she was like, yeah, well, you know, I need to clean up. I haven't cleaned up in a couple of days. And I'm saying to myself, these bags and stuff have dust on them. It's not no couple of days here. This shit is weeks. And then I started to smell the trash can. And when she went back to put on her earrings, I went and took a look in the trash can. The damn thing was overflowing. She had bags there full of trash, at least five or six. I didn't say anything because I just went for my own health. I just picked the bags up and took them downstairs and dumped them in a dumpster. And she was like, oh, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to. I was going to get to it. Shit. I took her to her venue and I realized at that point, uh-uh. She called me up that night, thanking me for giving her the ride and she was going to have her car taken to the shop. Now this woman wasn't poor. She was making pretty good money. She was one of these people that were on the speaker circuit and they paid her so many thousands of dollars to do speeches and things like that. 
And she told me, well, I guess um, you probably don't want to see me anymore at the see my place. But I promise I'm going to clean it up. I said, no, that's okay. That's you. If you like living like that, it's fine. But I mean, there were bags. I can't even describe to you. Bags of stuff. Boxes of stuff. Just stacked. Nothing's put away. And I'm glad I never got into a bedroom. The kitchen, I could barely stomach. There were dishes and it was horrible. Cut celery still on the damn board there. The knife still out. Onions had molded. And I'm just like, "Uh uh-uh. Can't do it. Can't do it. But to look at her, you would swear she had her shit together. I wasn't in rehabilitation at the time. I was going to go and try to, hey, maybe you need to go to counseling therapy or whatever. I, I wasn't doing that. I was like, fuck this. And that's something that was something that had developed over time. She never mentioned anything about that, about her having this hoarding issue. She never mentioned anything about anything derogatory about her life, or that would be perceived as derogatory. Again, I wasn't asking for perfection, but a heads up would have helped. Because I kind of knew she had fucked up when she told me to come upstairs. And when I, when I was like, mm. But to run across people like that. That's the reason why I say, the book may have a cover, but until you read the pages, you don't know shit. It happens, folks. Another thing, too, before we go here, that I want you to be mindful of, to help you out. If you're on a date and that person starts lying to you about something, and you've proven them wrong, usually what a liar will do, they will leave. Especially if you can show them the facts. They're not going to sit there and contest or argue with you. Now, if they're doing this as a shallow lie in order to keep a conversation going or to start a conversation, they're going to say, well, we can agree to disagree. You remember that term? If you ever hear that term, what that means is that that is a sign of capitulation, a sign of surrender. But we'll agree to disagree because... They're using their feelings when you're using fact. It's a dismissive practice, but pay it no mind. You've been warned. If you pursue a relationship with that person, they're going to be very dismissive. This is the way they get around it. Oh, we'll agree to disagree. No, you will agree to disagree. (laughs) Put it in perspective. Because, see, they like to include things. Like, those people that write in, not all, whenever I talk about a certain subject, 
and point things out. Not all. The reason why they're saying not all is because they're the ones who I'm talking about indirectly. Because the people who know better or this doesn't relate to whatever the subject matter is, guess what they don't do? They don't write in talking about not all or like so-and-so. In silence, only the guilty party speaks. So these things, I just thought would help you. This is just to help you avoid some of the pitfalls I had to go through. A chronic liar is a dangerous person. Just telling you that. Oh, they'll lap on the love, the affection, and all of that. As long as things are going in their favor. When they don't, oh, they can come up with some lies about you. From telling people that you're gay, to telling people that you're homophobic, to telling people that you're an alcoholic, to telling people anything in order to try to ruin your reputation. Now, when are these people the most volatile? After relationships. Because at that point, if they have friends that you've now, that they've established a friendship with, they're going to try to sabotage that whole thing. And they're going to try to ruin that person's reputation. And it's not going to be fact-based. It's going to be conjecture. It's going to be lies. And the reason why they do that is that's how they get even. That's how they make themselves feel better about themselves by tearing other people down. They want to leave you in ruin so that you'd feel bad about yourself and nobody else would want to be with you. That's their way of trying to put you in solitary confinement. You heard the old saying, if I can't be with you, no one else will. Sadly, it's because people with that mindset actually go in that direction with their thinking and their behavior. The way they look at it is what is called a scorched earth policy in history. What that means primarily, the Romans did it, Genghis Khan did it, a lot of people throughout history did it. They go into a village, they keep the women so that they can give birth, so they could have sex with them, and the men they kill and they burn all of the things associated with that culture so that the victor has all of these people, all these women and children at his mercy because they're his only option. And that's the way they view it. So, keep in mind, you know people like this, people like this are in your family, you work with them, you're even dating them, some of them you're even married to them, and you're making up excuses for them still. Trying to cope with what the choice you made. Instead of complaining, the first thing you have to do is ask yourself, where are my boundaries? Why did they get down this low? What makes this person exempt from the standards, the boundaries, and requirements that I had for everybody else? 
before you start pointing the finger at somebody else, you need to look at yourself and ask yourself, how did that person get into your life? Because you're the gatekeeper of it. It's been a pleasure, folks. Thank you for listening, and take care. I would like to personally thank you for listening to Romantic Truth. You may follow us on Facebook.com backslash Romantic Truth. You may ask your friends to subscribe to Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth. Or you can leave us a message at Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth backslash message. You may contact us through email at RomanticTruthPodcast at gmail.com. Take care. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.